bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Unbelievable show for you today. You know, I get to talk to some incredible people. And here's what I would like to say about my next guest. I have read his book from cover to cover, and I don't know, I don't know that I have come across a book that is so engaging and inviting so that each and every one of us understands that we have the power to heal. Now, the book I'm talking about is called The Reconnection, and it is by Dr. Eric Pearl. And the book is The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. So let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Pearl. He was one of the most sought-after chiropractors in the L.A. area. I mean, his business was so busy that it's hard to imagine how he had time for anything else. And you're going to hear today about how his life was transformed, how he tapped in to the energy of the universe and is now sharing his gifts. He has been on the uh, shows like The Other Side, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Coast to Coast, America's Health Network, Extra, Fox TV, and countless other programs uh, worldwide. He has been in front of the United Nations. He has presented at, you know, to a full house at Madison Square Garden. His seminars had been featured all over the world, and now he is here on this show. And we are talking to you, and you're going to be hearing a lot more about this because Dr. Pearl is going to be joining me on my KKNW show. But we are talking today about a healing, I don't know, I'm not going to call it technique because it's not, uh, a healing way that each and every one of us can tap into. Dr. Pearl, thank you so much for joining the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. You know, let me ask a question that I ask each and every one of my guests. Here you are. I've read your book. I've read about your journey. Now you're traveling the world. You're teaching other people about the reconnection. And the question that came from one of my listeners is this. Given all that you've done and all that you are, what are some of the obstacles that you have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Mm. Obstacles. Obstacles have been moving forward without fully knowing what was going to happen the next day or the next moment. Obstacles were moving forward without knowing exactly what this was. Um, obstacles are getting the word out when my 
best focus is when I'm simply in front of a group of people and speaking, and yet somehow or other I have to keep some kind of a business mind mm. in an office that no matter how I get things going in there, I keep seeing what could have been better. So I've got that horrible human um, you know, capacity to micromanage, which keeps getting reinforced when I realize I could have done it better <laughs> myself. And, um, and what I can't do it better because I can't do everything, and then it takes me out of this space where, um, where um, the healings come through. I, I don't know. Maybe these are all little hurdles that we've been given to hopefully get over so that we become better in our own healing process. Well, you know, all of the hurdles, I, and, and it's really interesting, the question came from one of my listeners because basically they said, you know, gee, Dr. Pat, you know, you are always so upbeat and, you know, you're just always sort of, you know, just jolly and just doing all this great stuff. Haven't you ever had a bad hair day? And in the question... That's why you do radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No one ever has to see my hair. <laughs> Listen, I just, you know, I've been working all day right now. If this were a TV interview, believe me, I wouldn't be out my front door. <laughs> because you are joining us from Ireland, aren't you? I sure am. So let's talk about uh, your discovery. Let's talk about, because I think that the way that you discovered a reconnective healing is, to me, as inspirational as the process itself. So I wish you'd share a little bit of that story. Well, that's what we're going to share in this time frame, a little bit of that story. Um, Reconnective Healing discovered me, actually, um, or, you know, watched me or something. I'm not sure how this happened. Mm -hmm. You know, it depends on what we want to buy into. Do we we believe that we made agreements before we came here? Do we believe, you know, what's our belief process? Here's what happened in in a nutshell, and then we can figure out what we want to attribute it to. I was minding my own business um, in a practice at that point for 12 years, um, one of the largest practices, as you said, in Los Angeles, when one day a few strange events happened. Um, I woke up one night, a lamp next to my bed had turned itself on. I felt that there were people in my home so strongly that I got up and went looking very bravely with a knife, a can of pepper spray, and my dopamine pincher. I hunted for about 20 minutes or so, couldn't find anyone, went back to bed, still feeling that there was someone there, but, but thinking maybe it was my imagination because I couldn't find anyone. In the morning, Monday morning, I went into the office, and seven different patients told me that they felt people they insisted that they felt people in the room with us when I was working with them. And um, some of them said it was standing there. Some said walking. Some said running. Two of them actually said it felt as if someone was flying around the ceiling. Now, this was my 12th year in practice, and no one had ever said anything like this to me before. Um, uh, you would think that that would be the only thing to get my attention, big as it was. But other patients that day were insisting that they could feel my hands before I touched them. And I'm going, oh, yeah, sure, you can. Close your eyes. Mm. So they'd close their eyes, and I'd hold my hands somewhere, and they would tell me, left ankle, right shoulder. So it became kind of a game because it was my office, and I could have whatever games I wanted. (laughs) And um, as I would hold my hands near people, and I would do this when they weren't looking. 
You know, I would do it when they weren't looking, um, especially in the beginning, because I, you know, because I didn't want to look like an idiot to them. And um, they would start saying that um, long-term aches and pains that they had would go away, and then suddenly they they were seeing colors that they had never seen before. And next thing we know, my palms um, blistered a couple of times and actually bled once, not like a stigmata or anything mm-hmm. like that, but more as if you accidentally stick your hand with a pin or a needle, that little bit of blood that comes out. Um, the next thing I know, um, I, this guy comes in with a birth-deformed um, right hip and leg pulled up four inches shorter than his left one, and, and as he's lying there on the table, his foot starts and leg starts to move involuntarily and straightens itself out after all of his, you know, he's 26 years old, he had been through all of his surgeries and everything as a child. And it was the first time he was able to stand up with two independent legs and walk, and all that I had done was sort of held my hands near him. That's what I started doing with my patients after I adjusted them. I would tell them to close their eyes and relax and allow the adjustment to settle into place. I would take my hands, sort of palms facing them, although it was my hands were often as much as a yard or so off of their bodies, and I would sort of glide over their body somewhere until I felt something without making determination. It was just what, here I felt something interesting. So I would move my hands around a little bit to feel it. Sometimes it was cold, sometimes it was warm, sometimes it pushed, it pulled, it bubbled, it was hot, it was wet, it was dry. Different types of sensations, and I would play with them. And That's when this person's foot started to move and his leg turned out. And the, the next thing we know, people are coming in from everywhere going, you know, um, what did you do? And here's my reports from the hospital, and my tumor is gone, and this is gone, and that's gone. What did you do? And I said, nothing, and that went over about as big as Nancy Reagan just said, <laughs> drugs. And, yeah, people started, you know, kind of, uh, what do you call this, uh, sports wagons were pulling up in front of the car, you know, with families. I mean, it was really um, quite odd. And um, and the uh, next thing I know, hospitals and universities started saying, let's research it. And... We did, and they came up with some very fascinating discoveries. We we still don't know what it's all about. Um, they discovered, for instance, the University of Arizona that when I do this work, my heart wave shows up in that person's brain wave, and they had you know never seen that before. They said they were willing to accept that potentially two heart waves or two brain waves might entrain, but never did they see a heart wave and a brain wave. And they found lots of other fascinating study and things going on with with the bodies and um, electromagnetic fields with it and beyond electromagnetic fields into it. But what became quite intriguing was that we noticed that patients who had received this work, they'd call me up after they went home and they said, I just walked into my house and my lamp turned itself on and then off and then on again 20 minutes later, and then off again. And they felt people in their house, and they felt sensations in their hands. And they'd hold their hands by people in their families, and suddenly the grandfather could walk again after the stroke, and the uncle's drop foot went away. And somehow or other it became evident that once you interact with the reconnective healing frequencies. And you do, you know, that's the part that a lot of the, the New Age ego doesn't want to, you know, doesn't, yeah. doesn't want to hear. Yeah. You do have to interact with it. But once you interact with it, you begin to carry it. You know, the, the S-E-E-C, what I called um, 
spiritually enhanced ego, you know, says, oh, no, I can ohm it in, or I was reconnected in a dream. Actually, no, you weren't. I'm sure you were doing something wonderful. It wasn't this until you interact with this. It's part of the lesson of the evolution. But once you do, everyone seems to be able to carry this and work with it. It's the strangest thing in the world. You know, I want to talk about this a little bit more because I think that, you know, we, we're hearing a lot about different people that are doing um, healing work, let's say, or bringing their gifts out into the world. But you and the approach, and for those of you that are just tuning in, I'm here with Dr. Eric Pearl. We're talking about, we're talking about a lot of different things, but uh, he's also the author of a new book, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. And we're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to be exploring this question about how, in fact, you are taking this out in the world so that other people can learn how to do this. You're very, very clear, at least in what I'm reading and what I'm feeling, you're very, very clear that this is not just for you to do, that this is available for other practitioners that truly want to do this work and are willing to let go. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. Let's take a short break. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show with me, Dr. Pat Basili, and my special guest, Dr. Eric Pearl. The Authority and Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. mission if you choose to accept it is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals dreams and vision the inquiring mind is your partner listen fridays at 11 a.m as stephanie durham professional life coach presents aces authenticity choices empowerment and success spanning 25 years of successful business tenure in addition to over four years of training with caroline mace at the cmed institute Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. For more information, call us toll-free at one 866 461 6463. The Empowering Your Life Seminar is coming to Seattle April 28th to the 30th. Are you ready to do the things you wanted to do? Create what you want in life now and in the future? Empowering Your Life techniques give you the power to make personal changes quickly and easily. You can change your life and you can change yourself. It can be painless. It doesn't have to take months or years. It can take weeks or days or no time at all. For more information, call 800-800-MIND. That's 800-800-MIND or visit nlp.com. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. You've heard me talk about it, and now it's here. The book, Inspiration to Realization, Volume 2. Real women reveal proven strategies for personal, business, financial, and spiritual fulfillment. And guess what? Dr. Pat leads the book off with the three secrets to living life full out. Order your copy now by going to www.thedrpatshow.com or call me at 206-523-5522. 206-523-5522. 
New Spirit Journal is a publication dedicated to informing, inspiring, uplifting, and amusing you, our readers. Within its pages, you will find articles and resources that make you think, feel, question, and sometimes chuckle. New Spirit Journal provides a forum for living, growing, and learning. Our writers and advertisers have something to share with the rest of the community and are as diverse as the community itself. They are regular people just like you. At New Spirit, we see every day as a new adventure. New Spirit Journal is available at 425 locations from Bellingham to Olympia and the East Side. Get your copy today and have yourself an adventure or visit us on the web at NewSpiritJournal.com. Again, that's NewSpiritJournal.com. Hi, this is Rhonda Britton. You're listening to Crust Busting with Pat. She really is fantastic. She helps hundreds and thousands of people change their lives just like I do. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this show. And thank you for voting for us, voting for us as your favorite progressive talk radio show. Thank you for nominating us for the Crystal Award of Excellence. And we are giving back to you. Uh, I want to let you know that we are starting a gift today campaign. And every day, every day, that we are on radio, one of you, one of you listeners, will receive a gift from our guests or our sponsors or other people that are showing up. As a matter of fact, for the month of May, we have collected over $10,000 worth of gifts to give back to you. One of those gifts is the, is the individual I am interviewing today, Dr. Eric Pearl. And I want to let everyone know about the website. You can go to www.thereconnection.com, find out all about this, and you can also uh, call the 1-800 number to find out um, how to register for upcoming events. That would be one 374 2732 1-888-374-2732. Thank you, Dr. Pearl, for joining the show today. Oh, goodness, it's my pleasure. You know, let's talk about how you made the switch from being the healer to being the teacher of others so that they can accept their own healing power. Well, um, you know, it it was kind of odd because when I um, first started doing these healings, you know, someone said to me, oh, you won't be doing it for long. One day you'll be teaching it. And I thought, oh, <laughs> I seriously doubt that. It, it, it was too much of a high to want to do anything else. I was doing this 10 hours a day, six days a week. And, um, you know, when this first started, and and especially when, of course, all the television hit, you know, and and, and I had people in waiting lists for several years, and, and but I was loving every moment of it. And the idea of, of teaching something just sounded, you know, dry, dull, and boring. But as we mentioned earlier, people who experience this 
would suddenly call me and say they got home and their lights started turning off and on. They felt sensations in their hands. They'd hold their hands by someone in their family who would have a healing. And we started to realize that people were beginning to actually carry this work once they interacted with it. It was one of the studies we did was we measured people um, in a laboratory, measured their um, gamma waves and their abilities to influence objects and how people's breathing and heart and brain reacted around them. And then we let them interact with the reconnective healing frequencies and put them back in the labs and found that they were then carrying this same healing ability. What's the most difficult thing for people to understand? See, what I do is um, when I give seminars, usually on a Friday evening or at a learning annex event or something like that, I'll do a three-hour event only where we'll talk about the history of this, the detail of it. We'll, we'll go into the theory as best as we understand, and we do live demonstrations from the audiences. Now, what happens is the most difficult part for people to understand when they suddenly see people, you know, get up out of wheelchairs or regain the use of arms mm. that they haven't had for 30 years or the arthritic hand is suddenly able to fully move without pain and open and close. They go, oh, sure, he can do it. But I'll never be able to do that. And they don't seem to understand that once you carry this work, this ability, this, this, what the researchers feel is a brand new, um, much more comprehensive level and spectrum of healing, you can do anything, anything that I can do. There are no more reasons for, in this reason anyway, for specific Johns of God or things like that. There's nothing that a John of God can do that you're not able to do once you carry this. There's nothing that a monk up in Tibet raised in a cave can do that you can't do, that we all cannot do. And the researchers feel that this is because it's potentially our new level of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, human evolution that is being accessed through what, I, I'm, what we're calling the reconnection or reconnective healing. Um, it's us reconnecting to our original fullness. We have made, you know, valiant efforts and we've made discoveries about healing before. We have been working on this planet all the way up through now through subsets of a subset of healing. Subsets of energy healing, which is in itself a subset. We've had Reiki, Jinshin, Shigong, Mahjong, mm -hmm. Beijing, 1, 2, 3, ABC, XYZ techniques. These are all techniques that allow you to access a subset of the energy subset of the healing spectrum, hence the term energy healing. What we've discovered through the reconnection is that the reconnective healing, um, let's call it bandwidth or frequencies, encompass all of the energy healing we've ever been able to access, plus the rest of the energy healing spectrum we didn't know about, and just then when we thought that that was the big discovery, we discovered that this healing spectrum expanded beyond energy now into light and beyond light into information, energy, light, and information. So it's like we had discovered traces of a beach. You know, we had the grain of sand we called Reiki and the grain of sand we called Jinshin, and all of a sudden we have the full beach. Each grain of sand is just as important because without the grains of sand we don't have a beach but now we can do so much more. Well, and what we're talking about is 
uh, reconnective healing. And um, you refer to this, or let me say, it is referred to as an umbrella process of reconnecting to the universe. And so when you're talking about this sort of being the next, I, I look at it as the next door that's opened. And right. you're also really clear that you're not really dissing all of the other techniques. This is more like an evolution. Am I correct? It's, it's an evolution. It's not a matter of good, bad, better, worse. Right. It is a question of appropriateness. For instance, there was a time if you wanted to um, travel court cross-country, we would travel in a horse and buggy, and for light along the way, we'd have a lantern with a candle in it. It was all we had, and it was perfectly appropriate. Today, we want to drive cross-country. We have good, strong halogen headlights. Um, Not better, not worse, but more appropriate because they don't blow out in bad weather and they cast the light further. And some people listening to the show might be saying, well, sure, he's saying it's not better or worse, but we all know that they are better. And and I'm going to say, are they? Because when you park your car at that restaurant for a romantic dinner, what don't you want lighting the table? Halogen headlights. Mm -hmm. You want your candles again. It's not better or worse, but isn't it nice that we now have an option? It's not. For me, um, I have to tell you, in reading your book, and in really, uh, and as a matter of fact, at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo, I, I had a treatment with one of your practitioners. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the, the word nice is really... <laughs> minimal. <laughs> it, it, yes. And, and you know, I, I, I'm going to say this. You know, this is a powerful, powerful healing modality. I mean, this is something that if it were just you doing it, Eric... I think that it would be wonderful, but the fact that you have decided to take this out into the world and to teach others, and now others are healing people in the way that you have healed people, this is really connecting in even the broader sense to reconnecting or reconnective healing. I mean, so this is, for me, such a profound breakthrough. What was your experience? Well, my experience was, and, and, you know, understand Body, Mind, Spirit Expo, you've got a million people there, everybody's talking, everybody's chit-chatting, but I will tell you, in a 10-minute period, just being, being with this, 10-minute period, almost everything in the room got silent. I don't really know, have words for it, but here you are in this room, and in this short period of time, Every ache and pain in my body was dismissed. And, and the noise that was so prevalent when I laid down became sort of a backdrop. It almost became like the sweet sound of the ocean. You enter a deafening silence sometimes. Yes. And it becomes so clear that the sound has vanished and you become yes. one with the universe. Some people stop breathing during your session. I said that. I said that to her. I said, you know, I could actually feel when I first when I first was laying down that my heart was beating, beating really fast. And then all of a sudden I couldn't hear my heart anymore. <laughs> I, was, I was learning that, you know. But for me it was short. It was a short session. And, of course, you know, this is body, mind, spirit, and, it, you know, there was a lot going on. So my experience of this, and I look forward to you coming to Seattle and, uh, 
and really being able to to spend some time with you. Um, I know that you are traveling. I really would love for you to share where you're going to be next before you actually get to Seattle so that people can have the experience that I had and really can can really, you know, just tap into finding out more. Well, this weekend coming, I'm going to be speaking at the International Institute of Integral Sciences, something like IIIHS or something, in Montreal. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to find them, but you can get them from our website. I'll be teaching a full seminar in New York next weekend. I think I'm speaking at the Learning Addicts on Wednesday the 10th, giving a full weekend seminar there, 12, 13, and 14. The following weekend um, I'm going to be speaking at the Axiom Mystery School Conference where you can get that on the Prophets or GreatMysteries.com on their websites. Great. To be there in Boulder following weekend I'm going to be in Calgary the 26th through the 28th. Kansas City is June 1, 2, and 3 and then I end up with you in Seattle um, the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Well bring it on. We're ready for you. Well I'm looking forward to it. Well Thank you so much for joining the show today. And when you actually uh, are going, you know, when you do come on my uh, uh, my show on KKNW, we will have you for the entire hour. We will talk. We certainly will. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of the great things you are doing. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Much success. And, boy, Seattle, get ready. Get ready for healing. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, more with the show. Thank you, Dr. Eric Pearl. And for those of you, again, www.thereconnection.com. It is all there. And please get a copy of this book, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, by our friends at Hay House. All right, we'll be right back when we come back. More with the Dr. Pat Show and Writing Spirit with Lynn Andrews. We'll be right back. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Send a calendar to a soldier in Iraq. Susan McKeith created a drive through Puget Sound Expresso Stands 2006 calendar. All of the proceeds, all of the proceeds are being donated to Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. You can also donate a coffee-flavored taste of home and send one to a soldier serving in Iraq so they can count down the days until they return home. To do this, call one 800 578 3674. That's 1-800-578-3674. In today's climate of escalating religious tension, an increasing number of Americans consider themselves spiritual but not religious. But where is a spiritual seeker to turn if not to a church, mosque, or temple? An answer and many new questions lie in the award-winning book, God Without Religion, by ascetic and mystic Shankara Sharanam. God Without Religion offers a groundbreaking bridge between organized religion and personal spirituality. Join Shankara on The Dr. Pat Show, January 19th, to learn how direct knowledge of God can empower you. For more information about Shankara and God Without Religion, please visit the website, godwithoutreligion.com. That's godwithoutreligion.com. 
Are you dedicated to exploring a wide range of holistic perspectives to help make important decisions for you or your family? Would you like to have comprehensive information at your fingertips? If so, then Wisdom Magazine is for you. And it's free at Holistic Businesses in your community right now. In every issue, you'll find thought-provoking articles as well as a complete directory of holistic services, products, and business opportunities that are available in your area. Take advantage of Wisdom's competitive advertising rates to showcase your own programs and services, too. It's easy. Just visit us on the web at wisdom-magazine.com and take a look at what we can do for you. That's wisdom-magazine.com. Wisdom is dedicated to opening people's hearts and minds to alternative philosophies, products, and services. Pick up your free copy at a holistic business near you or visit us on the web and find out what speaks to your heart. And we're back. Bob from Scranton, you're on the air. Hi, Ted. Love the show. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Thanks, Bob. Is there a special someone out there you'd like to talk about? There is, Ted. I recently lost a very big part of my life. You'd been together a long time? Since college. This is for my belly, my paunch, my spare tire. I know we had some good times. God knows I'll never forget that night in Albuquerque with the burritos. It's never easy to lose something that's been such a huge part of you, Bob. Where'd the magic go? Well, I'd recently begun taking the stairs more and more instead of the elevator, and then we started seeing less and less of each other. One day... It it was just gone. Small step number 67. Take the stairs instead of the elevator or escalator. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to help you become a healthier, well, you. Get started at www.smallstep.gov and take a small step to get healthy. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Send a calendar to a soldier in Iraq. Susan McKeith created a drive through Puget Sound Expresso Stands 2006 calendar. All of the proceeds, all of the proceeds are being donated to Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. You can also donate a coffee-flavored taste of home and send one to a soldier serving in Iraq so they can count down the days until they return home. To do this, call one 800 578 3674. That's 1-800-578-3674. In today's climate of escalating religious tension, an increasing number of Americans consider themselves spiritual but not religious. 
But where is a spiritual seeker to turn, if not to a church, mosque, or temple? An answer and many new questions lie in the award-winning book, God Without Religion, by ascetic and mystic Shankara Sharanam. God Without Religion offers a groundbreaking bridge between organized religion and personal spirituality. Join Shankara on The Dr. Pat Show, January 19th, to learn how direct knowledge of God can empower you. For more information about Shankara and God Without Religion, please visit the website godwithoutreligion.com. That's godwithoutreligion.com. Are you dedicated to exploring a wide range of holistic perspectives to help make important decisions for you or your family? Would you like to have comprehensive information at your fingertips? If so, then Wisdom Magazine is for you. And it's free at Holistic Businesses in your community right now. In every issue, you'll find thought-provoking articles as well as a complete directory of holistic services, products, and business opportunities that are available in your area. Take advantage of Wisdom's competitive advertising rates to showcase your own programs and services, too. It's easy. Just visit us on the web at wisdom-magazine.com and take a look at what we can do for you. That's wisdom-magazine.com. Wisdom is dedicated to opening people's hearts and minds to alternative philosophies, products, and services. Pick up your free copy at a holistic business near you or visit us on the web and find out what speaks to your heart. And we're back. Bob from Scranton, you're on the air. Hi, Ted. Love the show. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Thanks, Bob. Is there a special someone out there you'd like to talk about? There is, Ted. I recently lost a very big part of my life. You'd been together a long time? Since college. This is for my belly, my paunch, my spare tire. I know we had some good times. God knows I'll never forget that night in Albuquerque with the burritos. It's never. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back. I bet you all were wondering where we went. Well, you know, more to be revealed on that. I'm back here with uh, Dr. Eric Pearl, and uh, I know that many of you uh, were looking for something else in this segment, but guess what? Dr. Pearl and I just reconnected. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the show today. For those of you that want a little bit of background, let me just say this. Dr. Eric Pearl, by the way, we have a lot in common. I didn't know if you knew this, Eric, but I just want to say Dr. Eric Pearl walked away from one of the most successful chiropractic practices in L.A. And, you know, he did this for a lot of reasons, and you're going to hear about some of this today. But most importantly, he did this because there was a healing that was happening every day in the space that he was in. And his work is about taking this healing, which we're calling reconnective healing, and taking this out into the world. And as I said earlier, you can go to www.thereconnection.com, www.thereconnection.com. You can find out about his schedule and, more importantly, about, uh, not more importantly, but equally important about the book, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. I have to tell you, Dr. Pearl, picked up this book, and, and, and you can only imagine how many books I get, picked up this book from the very first page, started to read this book, and just could not put it down. 
because I got a sense from this book that while, you know, you know, although we're talking about your journey, although we're talking about the power of what you've discovered, you have a very easy way to talk about it that isn't about sort of what people would call the absurd. You, the way that you introduce this book is in, in, by telling your story as sort of this, this individual that was just kind of living life. And one day discovered this, and the next day discovered that. And my question is, is that how you take your healing out into the world and train your practitioners? Yes, actually, now that, now that you phrase it that way, I didn't think about it that way. I, um, you know, when, when, when we opened this interview, you asked about um, difficulties and hurdles mm-hmm. to overcome. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm flashing... On another one now, one we touched on, and I, I again, I, I call it the, the spiritually enhanced ego, which feeds into a lot of things. A lot of us have, how can I explain this? Um, a lot of people in the spiritual slash new age slash metaphysical movements use the, um, the convenient excuse of being without ego to allow them to walk around with more ego than most anyone else would, you know, in Madison Avenue or someplace. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no ego. I have no ego. I've learned how to get rid of my ego, and <laughs> you have too much ego. I know this because I have no ego, you know. <laughs> and um, and a lot of that ego interferes uh, or comes, interferes with accessing the purity of healing from... Um, from being mediated by the intelligence of the universe. And, and I'll, I'll give you examples. Examples are the need for practitioners um, of uh, different energy healings to feel that they are doing the work, to feel that, you know, they've come in with their hands and they've interpreted, I've, they felt something congested in a certain area, mm-hmm. or they saw that the colors they were seeing in that person's aura seemed off, or, or, or the pendulum told them to do something else and they realized they needed to turn them around and bring a certain amount of energy up from the earth and then turn them back to the other side and bring a certain percentage of the energy down from the heavens, the I, 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 me, 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 it's all about me techniques. Mm. And one of the largest hurdles that I run into in teaching this is the fact that you simply become the observer and the observed. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a, because we've heard these words, there's the initial instinct, and a lot of people say, oh, yes, I do that. I, I, me, me, I am the observer and the observed. But, but it's different. Because when we bring our hands in, for instance, if you're working with your hands with this, when you bring your hands in to feel something, it's not what you're feeling. It's that you learn to recognize that you're feeling something. There's something unique. There's something that's there. And you feel it, and you play with it. We tend to want to go, well, now, what does this mean? Um, Does it mean there's too much of this? Does it mean Mm -hmm. there's not enough? And what we're teaching is for you to observe, not interpret, to not diagnose what you feel that person needs, because then we begin as filters to direct the course of the healing. But when we can allow ourselves to simply be present as the observer and the observed in that situation, notice what we're feeling, notice when it changes, notice when it changes to something else, see how the body responds, and trust that the intelligence of the universe will mediate 
what form that healing should take. Now we've really allowed for um, for a new level of healing to be accessed by that person. So, you know, when you you talk about in the book, you say get out of the way. Is that what you're referring to here? That's one of the many ways, yes. But I, I, I try not to use... I think it's important that we don't, I was just having this conversation yesterday, uh-huh. that we don't use um, phrases that are in commonplace healing parlance mm-hmm. because it causes us to not think. We don't go, I feel the energy. We don't go, there's some congestion. We don't go, I'm running some energy lines. Um, and get out of the way has become one of those things. It becomes yeah. a phrase that everyone wants to uh, trolley, that everyone wants to jump onto, but no one really quite, you know, understands what it means. Getting out of the way doesn't mean I got out of the way. As soon as it begins with that I, you're in the way. It means, in essence, it's it's as if you've got no role in it, and you don't, except to be present. Mm. You become a catalyst. You're not even, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, yes, well, I'm, I'm a conduit for it. it. It just comes right through. You're not even a conduit. Our presence becomes a catalyst and takes three things that were three different things and brings them up to something else that none of them were before. In other words, I, I look at it as the power of three. One, being you as the practitioner. Two, being the um participant or recipient, the person on your table, Okay. and three, being God, love, or universe. And when we come together in that power of three, we hit a new level of one. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think there are so many terms that we are using now, and everybody has their interpretation. I mean, the whole idea of getting out of the way is so subjective, that, you know, the limitation is in the individual's, uh, you know, subjective definition of what getting out of the way is. For some people, getting out of the way is getting out of someone's life altogether. For others, it's, you know what I'm saying? This is what we've done with a term like this. I mean, you know, there's another term that is equally, I think, uh, misunderstood or misused, and that is the term let go of the baggage. I think that we have, you know, come to a place where uh, we, we use these terms and we're standing in front of a room full of thousands of people and everyone in the room has a different interpretation of what you mean. Right, and we all nod. We you know, the people <laughs> in the audience, they all nod and smile. And you know what? The nodding and the smiling is also able to be used as a talking instead of listening, as an excuse to not really hear what's happening. Because there are a large number of people who nod and smile and they look around at their neighbors. They're not smiling because they want to say, see, I know this too. And as long as we're talking about, you know, focused on what other people think that we know, we're talking instead of listening to what's happening. We find this sometimes... In the seminars, the majority of people come in to learn something new, and there's always someone who comes in to demonstrate what they already know. Well, save your money. Know it at home. Uh, because it can interfere with the process. We, If we want to reach something new, mm-hmm. we want to put our attention on entirely what is there that I can take home from this process. What can I see? What can I observe? Um, when... 
I, I, I'm not sure how to take this in this direction. Um, I guess what's happening is I find that we have three people, three types of people who come to seminars to learn. What what some one person has called the ten ten eighty um, principle, which I don't know if the percentage is correct, but the mm-hmm. concept is ten percent of the world won't listen to a thing you have to say whether you show them a hundred double-blind randomized control studies. And, of course, I think a phrase um, loosely translated from the Bible that goes along with that is never argue with a fool. Ten mm. percent of the world is going to believe anything and everything you have to say if it sounds at all remotely metaphysical or spiritual. And it's not really exciting to preach to the choir I realized something very frightening when I was writing The Reconnection, which was that, in essence, I could almost have written anything I wanted and it would have been printed and therefore accepted. Does that make sense? Oh, I totally understand that. I I totally understand that, and I'm actually thrilled that you realized that. (laughs) Well, it it was Because there's a sense of responsibility. I I think there's a sense of responsibility. Yeah, it was frightening. But 80%, 80% of us, I believe, are intelligent, open-minded, um, majority educated people who come in and say, you know what, say something that makes sense, and I'll put my other foot in the door. Say something else or show me something else that makes mm-hmm. sense, and I'll sit down and say a little bit more, and I'll engage in the conversation. Now, what's exciting is when we can open and expand the experience of this 80%. You know, I, like, I, I know you, you know this from your listeners because I, I know you've got a lot of, you know, uh, people who are, um, what's the word, uh, objective, evaluative, yeah. who want to listen and say, you know, gee, maybe I didn't really love this one person you spoke to. This other person made sense, and this one showed me, gave me some new perspectives on healing and life and interaction and prosperity and any of the other wonderful subjects out there. And I think what you're talking about, if you're, you know, that 80%, what I found with the 80% is they're really into co-creating. Mm-hmm. There, there's really a part of this that says, um, that, that, you know, that I believe they say has to do with, uh, yes, I'm going to hear you and I've got questions. Right. Yes, I'm going to hear you. Yes, I'm going to listen, but I'm not going to take it all on face value. Um, there's and there's some amazing stuff that's come out that I've been really excited with. Are you familiar with Lynn McTaggart? No, I'm not. Lynn McTaggart put a book out a couple years ago called The Field, and she's working on a new book. She's out of the UK. Definitely um, worth your while looking for if you can. She's out of the UK. She took worked from some of the most phenomenal present day. Um, uh, what do I want to call them, quantum physicists, who were doing small work, I mean big work, but staying in their own area. And she she spent time with each of them to understand the work so she could explain it in English instead of in quantum physics. And <laughs> as introducing them and allowing them to interact with one another, they suddenly found a huge puzzle that they each had individual pieces to 
coming together. It's an amazing book called The Field by Lynn McTaggart. It was a bestseller. We'll get and right on that. She, she, you will want to. She's doing it. But, but for instance, you know, I, I mean, you, I, I think you get a sense right by mm-hmm. now that I'm not Mr. Pollyanna in my personality. You know, this is my nature. Um, I don't get prettier. I tell people in the beginning, if you want to come and take the seminar, you're here to learn. I didn't fly halfway around the world, you know, to sit around and hold a meeting where everyone can say, and what do you believe, and isn't that wonderful? And what do you believe, and isn't that wonderful? I'm here to show you something that you can access and take home should you so choose. So function as a student, come up to a, you know, hold yourself to a bar of learning that you would if you were paying for a course in college, and by the end of the weekend, you will attain mastery, because mastery isn't about knowledge, it's about knowingness. It's a state of knowingness, but we do pick up insights and understanding along the way, and this healing, as we talked about earlier, is not just the concept of energy, but it is light and information, not Pollyanna light, but light where we vibrate at a level of light. We're giving a conference um, this year for Reconnective Healers in Santa Fe, and we'll be having, among other people there, William Tiller. Are you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. So William Tiller is known for the Tiller-Einstein model of negative entropy, meaning, to put that into English, is that with entropy, things break down. And, you know, the faster you use them, the more you use them, the more they fall into disarray and break down and, and, and fall apart, disorganize. William Tiller, working with um, Einstein's model, had discovered that once you pass the speed of light, And for those of us who might not have heard this, we have discovered things already going at 600 times the speed of light. Once you attain the speed of light and pass it, you are no longer in entropy. You go into negative entropy. You go from degeneration into regeneration, from degeneration into healing. This is one reason it is so important for us to recognize that we our light when we do this work. Now, some of us have problems walking around saying, I am the light, I am the light, isn't it lovely, I am the light. Let's help dispel some of that Pollyanna garbage around this. Do you know that in the laboratories, they isolate human cells and measure the amount of light they admit? We actually emit light from our very cells. We find that when the person is losing health, they are losing light. When they're coming back to health, they are coming back to light. There's more detail around this we won't go into just, you know, in a few minutes. But understand that healing, in a sense, is a remembering of who we are because when we remember who we are, we automatically come back to it. When we remind ourselves that we are light, something inside of our body goes, oh, yeah, I remember this. I think I'll vibrate at this level of light again. And at this level of vibration, anything denser than light, which is, let's face it, most anything, including health challenges, if it is appropriate for you, will fall away. When you vibrate at the level of light as a healing practitioner and you interact with another person, what you emanate and bring through your hands, your eyes, your body, your essence is vibrating at that level that reminds the other person that they also are by nature vibrating at that level of light and health challenges that are dense enough for, to fall off of them, fall off of them as well. And healing is that simple. And most everything else that we add around it or to it is for the purpose, I feel, in the majority of cases, of selling something or creating an illusion to allow ourselves to experience healing. 
Yes, and also, don't you think, to really provide people what we think they expect. Right. You know oh, well, that's a huge one. Yeah, that's that a one there. huge that. one. Yeah. Because how long does it take to have a healing? This long. Snap of a finger. That okay. long. Right. All, the, all the rest of the time it takes to have a healing is for us to accept it, and that includes how much of expectation we are in in proportion to how much of a state of expectancy we're willing to be in. Wow. You know, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation, and I am looking forward to continuing this conversation on my Seattle show. I mean, there is so much to talk about. I want to make sure that everyone knows the book, and it is The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, Dr. Eric Pearl. There is lots in this book, and as I said earlier, I picked this book up, and I could not pick it down. I love the stories of how you uh, discovered and went through your life and how you went through the process of knowing exactly what was going on and at the same time not having a clue right, and, and making all of that okay. <laughs> but it has to be okay because if it's not okay, you go into attachment and attachment is your first step in constricting and limiting the healing. Well, thank you, Dr. Eric Pearl. For those of you that uh, would like to find out more and find out the schedule, because you'll know exactly when Dr. Pearl is coming to your town, www.thereconnection.com, www.thereconnection.com. And uh, the phone number, I believe, let's see if I have that. Triple eight. Um, it spells Eric Pearl, although I can never remember it. I hope you have those numbers because Eric is E-R-I-C. I've got the number. And Pearl is P-E-A-R-L. Okay, you do it. Uh, I, I will definitely do it. 1-888-374-2732. 1-888-374-2732. Thank you so much for joining the show today. This has been great. I really, really love the book. And, um, and I love the way that you openly shared your journey and your story. Very, very touching. And I, I think that there is uh, something that uh, Deepak uh, said to you in one of the seminars, and I think it would be a great way to end the show. I think that uh, the thing that he said to you when you asked the question was about, you know, keeping our childlike abilities. Remain childlike. The two words, remain childlike. What does a child do but observe, move by what excites him or her, and then observe some more and move by the excitement, always in present moment awareness. There you go. Thank you, Dr. Pearl. We'll see you next week. My interview with Brian Tracy. Make yourselves a great day. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Tuesday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. 